0: Hello and welcome to the Coon Hunting University podcast. This is your host, Tyler Duncan, and like always, class is in session. Coon Hunting University is presented by Extreme Dog Fuel, feed it for life. Find out more at extremedogfuel.com and superior hunting lights, superior step up to the max. Use the 5% discount code Podcast at checkout on NightHunters.com. All right, so we are live from the King Hutton University studios, also known as my spare bedroom. So this is something that we've kind of been talking about doing for a while now. Uh, we're going to call it shine time because we're going to shine over a few things. And I'm joined by Mr. Chance Parker and Mr. Eddie Simmons here. We got a couple of things to talk about today, and we're going to talk about the last couple of episodes we've had on Cunut University. So I know that when this is released, there'll be newer episodes that have been out. But uh, we're going to talk about the previous three up to this point: Bobby, Bobby Burdens, Guy Manning's, and Wimp Aaron's. So and Michaels, Michaels too. So we'll talk about it too. Cause we'll talk about the hundred thousand dollar hunt. Well, we can start out like this: have Y'all been on any good hunts lately? Negative. <laughs> How about you, Mr. Eddie? Oh, yeah. Me
1: and you and uh, Landon the night before last when we went up there on the river. That was a pretty good hunt. We uh, Was it seven coons or eight coons we treed pretty quick?
0: Yeah, I think we we treed eight singles and looked at nine. There was one sitting up there next to that one at Willie Tree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Me and you went to that same place. But two days before that, we didn't look at – well, we looked at three in one tree. But, yeah. Wasn't uh, near the same We brought hunt. a coon dog with us. We brought right, a good dog with us. Oh, Willie. He's a uh, – He's something else.
2: Now He's you know Landon good. he is not gonna like you talking about his dog on, on a platform like this. Well
0: that dog that dog pooped in my boat. I'll tell you this. So we we had just got to the boat landing. We hadn't even took off yet, and he poops in my boat. Landon's freaking out. He's he, you can tell he feels bad about this dog pooping in my boat. And I was kinda mad about
2: it. Was, he doesn't feel that bad. I mean, if it was his truck, he would feel worse, but
0: Yeah. So and he, he pooped And, you know, I mean, I was kind of like, I was like, man, that sucks. You know, because my dog, I was more, my, my dog leash was in it. And uh, so we get back and he cleans it up. He's like, here's your dog leash. I'm like, man, it's still got some more. He's like, yeah, I've been dunking it in the water. I can't get it clean. <laughs> and, uh, and we cut him loose. It probably wasn't about three minutes. He was about 600 with a cone. Cut him loose again. He's about 800 with a cone. About five more minutes. And I started thinking, I was like, you know what? I think this dog can poop in my boat any anytime it wants to. I ain't even gonna lie. That thing is he's some He's nice. He really is. But yeah, we looked at looked at eight singles. I was that was a good hunt. Good hunt for down here, for sure. I know some people might think you know different, but and they went hunting to do that. It wasn't like they just tree them all around us. It was absolutely a good hunt. Tuesday night, you beat us, Mister Eddie, in a competition. Yeah, old oh, oh
1: pleasure. He managed to uh, tree. Old oh pleasure managed to tree a coon. To win the cast. That's all that training Landon's been putting on him lately, I guess.
0: He uh, <laughs> Yeah, he had one in a <laughs> in a in a den. We just looked over in the hole, there he was, big old coon, just curled up at the bottom, sleeping. That was some good times though, really. We don't ever talk about this on here. It's kind of it's kinda of weird. We've never done this type of show before to where we actually talk about ourselves. Well, Mr. Eddie has, hasn't he? And chance, I guess chance has too, to an extent.
2: Yeah, man. but there's not much to say about <laughs> me. So I really hear y'all say something
0: you know kind of how we want to make this is almost like I mean, we're not going to I guess we would be copying them but kind of like how Josh and them do the truth the circle point segment of the truth you know they kind of circle back and I I think that's a cool concept you know we're not going to do it every month like they do but try to do it once you know every 2 or 3 months I think but uh helps me out cuz I don't have to line up for so many interviews you know it's pretty time consuming to do all that and th- this kind of helps me out cuz I'll just come over to the house and we do it we do it here so, one thing we're going to talk about today would be the, uh, we're going to talk about the Mississippi State PKC Youth Hunt that's coming up. March 5th is the actual state hunt and fun day, and then March 4th, there's just a $30 open event, right? Right. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the other episodes a little bit, and what did y'all like about them, you know? I, I, guess, I guess my my opinion on the, the podcast episodes is almost tainted, not in a bad way, but it's because everybody tells me what they liked about them. So, you know, it kind of changes my viewpoints because, you know, if I, some some stuff people say they liked about him. I didn't even realize it. And then I like what they like about it, you know, after the fact. But I guess we'll talk about uh, Mr. Bobby Burdens. You know, Mr. Eddie, you helped me with that. Chance, you were actually here. Do you know you and Landon were here during yeah, the interview yeah. at the house? We, we,
2: were, we were flies on the wall, really just uh, sitting back and listening to it. I really enjoyed it. You can tell I've never met Mr. Bobby. I've talked with Sean a little bit on the phone. You can absolutely tell that he's he's a character. Uh, I'd like to meet him one day. He, he seems like a real enjoyable person to be around. Absolutely. Bobby is a good guy. He's a real competitor.
1: He was born that way, and he definitely will go coon hunting, and uh, he's not scared to try to train a dog, and if he shows up, he feels like his is ready. He's just uh, not one of those people you hear about. People say that I didn't have nothing to do and they not nothing on TV and I come. Uh, that's not a Bobby burden. He's worked. He's prepared. He's serious.
0: Yeah, and and that episode is the biggest one to date still. And there were so many people that that come out of the woodworks for that when and just message me. People that you know usually I have the the normal people that message me every every few episodes and say, hey man i like this episode it was really good but there was people that i didn't even think ever knew ever seen on the you know liking anything on the facebook page or anything that was listening to that and they everybody loved it really and it was funny you know it was entertaining that's just the kind of person that he is and we plan on having miss sean on too if we can ever get enough time to to do it been real hectic here lately but uh I think I think it'll be pretty cool when we get his and get his side of the pin. didn't him defend himself, you know. Mister Bobby was pretty rough on him, wasn't he? Mr.
1: <laughs> yes, he was. And Sean, he uh, he takes care of him. He uh, he definitely makes sure everybody gets the entry and everybody gets there. And just getting Bobby there could be a, uh, a red alert to begin with.
0: <laughs> Building that porch, huh? <laughs> well, yeah.
1: And one of the first things I'm gonna ask uh, Sean about is. Me and Tony Secoy was talking last week about how many porches and fences Bobby's built or repaired. And I asked Tony, I said, man, he must be one of the best uh, in the business. Tony said, I've never seen one. I said, I've heard about them, kind of like Bigfoot, but I've never seen one. (laughs) And uh, Tony said, I hadn't either. So I know if anybody's seen those porches and that fence building, it's got to be shown.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know you've told some stories about that, and that was pretty funny. And I think it was real cool having you here because I think it brought a real personable uh, experience to it, really did. So the next, uh, another big episode, we've had three big episodes in a row, really. I mean, they've all three just, uh, people loved them. I loved them too. So we had Guy Manning. I mean, the dude's a, a legend, pillar of the sport. It was so entertaining. It was so easy for me as the person conducting the interview, it really was. I mean, because he just, it just flowed, man. That dude, a gift of gab, I guess you would say, you know I mean? Just, he seems like the type of person, when he starts talking, just people listen. I think they should listen. I mean, he had a great message and he's done a lot for the sport. I know you know him personally, Mr. Eddie.
1: Yeah, I've I've had the opportunity to hunt with Guy when I was way younger, a long time ago, was in a pro cast and my dog had treated coon. Of course, I couldn't find it. The judge hadn't found it. Guy was leading the cast, and uh, Guy found the coon and uh, showed me and the judge the coon. And I told him, I said, Guy, I truly appreciate this. Uh, He said, Son, there wasn't no way I was going to walk away from here without uh, showing you a coon, your dog treat. And that kind of just kind of set a tone of of my thoughts, A Guy Manning. And then I remember the time out in Texas, we was breaking water, uh, ice. Uh, in texas it was kind of a long time ago one of those gyps he talked about and then i'll, I'll hush after this but guy's family used the uh, sh- uh shriners when he was a child uh one of his brothers uh, definitely needs some help and guy talks about how the uh, shriners helped his family and uh Guy is one of the best motivational speakers, and for raising money, and I mean it's all the truth. But if you could ever hear him speak about the Shriners and what they did for his family, uh, I believe you'd put an envelope in uh, the mail because it's it's awesome.
2: Yeah, it, both of those episodes were good. I f- I felt like both of those guys were could connect to people in different ways. Uh, Mister Bobby was more of a fun loving type you know yeah yeah, yeah. joking but mr guy never met him just heard what mr ed has said about him never heard anything bad but um i honestly felt like that he could have went from a final four to teaching a lecture at a college somewhere and and it was and it wasn't boring it was it captivated you It, it it kept you interested and um He spoke about doing, you know, motivational speeches or or just speeches here and there, and I could see why anybody would want him to do it. And
1: I need to add something. That was the Shriners Children Hospital, not just the Shriners, but it was the Shriners Children Hospital that helped them.
0: I'll tell you, though, you know, Mr. Bobby's episode, he was almost a comedian, but Mr. Guy had some one-liners in there that was pretty funny. Oh, he did. You know, no, by, no uh, doubt, Mister. About PKC needs to owe him fraternities once he got done.
1: <laughs> oh, no doubt, uh, absolutely.
0: Talking about had a uh, three leaves and yeah, one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I never expected. You know, I, I'd heard people talk about Mister Guy, and and but I never expected to hear what I heard. It, it just. And not that I had a bad perception or anything, but he was so well-spoken. It, it just never – I just didn't expect to hear that out of the Coon Hunter.
0: No, and you don't. You really, you really don't. I mean, we don't talk like that. I mean, no. That's why we can say that type of stuff is because we're not – he's very well-spoken, he is. And he's a good representation of the sport, I think.
1: And he's a leader. You know, guys, uh, he's the kind of leader that – uh, if somebody was trying to get people to help him, and they called, I'll get back with you. I'll let you know. But guys, one of those people, if he calls, yes, sir, where do you need me? And what do you need me to do? I mean, I don't know how to explain that, but it is what it is. He's, he's one of those type of people that has that.
0: Yeah. He, he seems like it And the, the story about starting the 5,000 and how it all, I think it was really interesting because that's a huge hunt that just happened this past weekend. You know I mean? It's, it's huge. It's probably the biggest open event hunt In the United States, I would say, huh? I mean, would you?
1: It's a a big hunt. And I mean, they work hard for it. And uh, I've enjoyed many years of consistently going out there for, I hadn't made it the last couple, but I'm going to tell you, it's a hunt to pick. Uh, One year I was out there and our cast, uh, we scored on three coons pretty quick. And we was listening at the dogs at the fairgrounds bark. Uh, that's how far we had to go was right away from the fairgrounds, and we could still hear the dogs there while we treat three coons. One of my funny stories out there, though, many years ago, back when Marge's day, uh, we had to call time out. I've got about an hour to get my dog. I come up to a fence out there in Texas, a gate. I park my truck, and hey, I was in a little better shape then, but not top of the line. I take off down that road. I get to her, get back, just about to die, and uh, get back to the truck. And the rest of the cast is waiting on me and the guides there. And he said, you all right? I said, yeah. I said, boy, it was tough. He said, "Uh, you checked that gate before you left? I said, no. I sure didn't, buddy, but I assumed it was locked. He said, we don't lock our gates out here in Texas. I went over there to look. Guess what? no lock but anyhow <laughs> learning experience
0: that's pretty good that's pretty good then um so the next one that we had was me and you mr eddie and, and mr mark Summerall all rode up pontotank had a great day with mr wimp and that dude's just he's something else he really is he you talking about some one-liners he had some one-liners didn't he oh he and uh, he did what did you kinda of get out of that in chance? Okay, so of course us being from we knew about Schooner River. Right. I don't know if that's I'm sure most people in the country that can hunt walkers now do know of a Schooner River line of dogs. Did you learn anything about
2: Schooner River? I learned it wasn't very big. That uh, straight <laughs> up, didn't it? No, no, I'm not saying that I didn't learn anything, but I'm not saying that I'm just overwhelmed with knowledge. You know, it it I know I knew I had heard that um he was uh, kind of a curator of of all things coon hunting. And um, I didn't really realize how vast it was until y'all went up there and sent some pictures back. You know, all the magazines and all the—I forget how old he was, eighty-eight. 88. 88. That was I, greatest accomplishment. Was yeah, he yeah. said his greatest if, accomplishment. If I if I'm ever if I ever get to that, I would love to be able to know the lines of dogs like he does, and, and be able to keep up with it. I mean that that's amazing to me.
1: Eighty-eight years old, and I'd say Mister Wimp hunts from three to four nights or more a week and it was kind of amazing what he told us that if he hunts by himself and they go too far uh, he just calls them they come back and they start over they treat close enough he goes to them
0: a lot of people did ask me that question about Mr. Went. was he reading off of something and no he was sitting there reciting that from off the top of his head now I mean a couple of them he got a little uh, forgot you know maybe something but I mean it was for the most part everything that you heard was him reciting that just from memory. You know, no. I mean, That that's I couldn't do that now. I mean, that's crazy. And
1: what got me, too, was that bloodline of dogs that everybody's won with, the Schooner River in competition. Mr. Wimp, uh, he never tried to build those dogs for competition. He said he built them for coon hunting, uh, accuracy, and uh, a smart dog. He said he wanted a smart dog. He wanted an accurate dog. And he wanted a dog to go hunting. And that's what he bred for, and uh, pretty much what a competition dog is.
2: And and you got to respect that about him for just doing what he wanted to do. Did competition hunting influence him to a certain degree? Well, I mean, you would have to say that not necessarily that it did, but a lot of these well-known dogs got well-known by competition hunting. So. I'm not saying he based his decisions or anything on anything like that, but he's he's done his own thing for years and, and and hasn't cared.
0: Well, and he did say that in the early years it influenced it. But I mean the dogs of that he was back then were different than the dogs that were competition hunting today though, you know, and those dogs are still winning today. You know, even in recent time, he's not even like you said, if they get over four hundred yards, he said he'd just tone them back. But I mean, they go hunting though. That's one mm-hmm. thing they don't. It is not that they don't go. They only go four hundred yards. They're going hunting, you know. And uh, I think he's almost had to adapt to that. That he had that style of dog back in the day, and now it's almost uh, getting to him, you know, to a, to to an extent.
1: And another thing that amazed me is when he told us that he had people come to breed to one of his male dogs, and uh, it could have been around forty-seven or so, uh, Tyler. They he caught four coons in one entire season and he had people bringing dogs to him by wagon to breed to his dog
0: yeah so that they were driving like or riding 15 miles on buggy and everything to breed to that dog so he caught four coons he still got those four feet in that building you know from them four coons
1: and a thing i really enjoyed is is uh his uh display of the uh the lights he started with, uh, there he is with a what's the proper name of that? Uh, you mix the water and the uh, carbide. The carbide. He's got a carbide light he started with, and now he's using the Garmin and enjoying it. So he he was in on carbide lights, and now he's in on Garmin's. Pretty good stretch there.
0: Well, remember he even had the lantern.
2: One
0: of absolutely, the He sure the did. He absolutely had a yeah. lantern. He, so it was before even the carbide lights. Sure. I forget the name of the lantern that everybody used back then, but it was that type of lantern, you know.
1: And then the magazines he's got, if somebody wanted to know what was in 1967, March edition of the American Cooner, hey, I know for sure where it's at.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you knew him before, you know, and I knew of Mr. Wimper and, of course, being from Mississippi, I mean. You kind of know of Wimp Air, and I knew Mister Mark before, but uh, and you, you hunt it, you know, I guess with dogs that he's hunted with and on, oh, absolutely, before in the past
1: dogs so. he bred too, and uh, they were they were good dogs. He is history, and I and I'll tell you something else. I enjoyed it, but uh, any other time the bus is leaving going that way uh sign me up because i'm satisfied there's still some more history that needs to be uh wrote down uh taped or something because we've let a lot of our uh history go mr jarvis umpers that just uh went to heaven a few week days ago weeks ago uh he carried a lot of knowledge of our sport uh and he's gone and uh anytime we get a chance i'd say we need to go back to pond and talk
0: i agree with that and we chance well bring chance with us but uh that's a special place. It really is. And it's just, it's so cool. And like you find in that picture that you took that you've been looking everywhere for, you know, yeah. that's, that's crazy. 85,
1: 1985. I took a picture of favorite and Richard and miss Sharon and Hunter and uh, Shay, uh, with old favorite. And like he said, you know, favorites, uh, on a lot of his bloodlines. And he was one of the first ones, uh, that I'd got to hunt with of the schooner river. Yeah.
0: He said she, he come out of Queen Three, didn't he? Same one that uh, I believe that's the same one that Homer's Gomer come out of. I think is what he said.
1: Yes, and he said he was uh, Moose's granddad or something like that. I, I remember so. him yeah, saying. Something we'll like have to check with him because his memory. I'm telling you, at 88 years old, Mister Wimp still knows his bloodline. He is he is sharp as a tack, a gentleman too.
0: He is go. I mean, if you're going to go up there, people, you know, Mister Wimp, and he he loves visitors. You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm sure you'd welcome anybody, but uh, it's almost like we needed two days, really. You know, I mean, time, we run out of time. He was ready to go hunt. You know, that's what people don't realize. He, he didn't he didn't go in there and go to bed that night. He went hunt. Sure. You know, and I don't know what time they hunted, too. We drove back. I know we didn't get home to about 1 o'clock, maybe later than that even.
1: I like that part also, too. When he was about queen 15, I said, if anybody shows up with that semen on uh, Schooner River bark, i said what about uh making that cross mr wimp he said i'm in
0: so yeah he he for the people that you know of course you can't see because it's pop but he 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 puckered up right there didn't he? he he perked up good when you said what about if anybody had any bar he said oh yeah he said I, i'd take that in a heartbeat he said they probably in there a bunch of times it wouldn't hurt him one more time he is he's <laughs> something he's something else he really is well he
1: was sure waiting on dark at 88 years old that was amazing and uh he had so many words instead of saying a dog was aggressive or mean or something. He said, uh, "I like a dog that looks straight up the tree." And the way I interpreted that, he wasn't looking for nothing uh, except a dog looking straight up the tree and tree. And so he he never said nothing negative, and it was amazing how he could uh, say what he wanted to say and and never say anything negative.
0: Cuny University is brought to you by Superior Light. Coming use coupon code CHU Podcast at checkout. At nighthunters.com, if you're in the market for a new light, do not overlook superior. They make the best light in the business. The Hellcat Max Flat Dark Earth Edition is awesome. Comes standard with the new and improved high-intensity green laser. Comes standard with the newest design and dual walking light modules, offering the brightest walking lights currently available on the market, bar none. And it comes with your choice of red or true amber or double red color module technology. The Hellcat Max new module design reduces weight without sacrificing burn time or brightness, resulting in an overall weight of just 20 to 24 ounces, depending on your cap selection. The Hellcat Max offers the newest battery technology, which allows for five hours of continuous main beam burn time on the highest setting and over 10 hours of highest auxiliary light settings. All controls can be found on one easy nine positions click switch, And all Superior Lights come with a two-year warranty or are made right here in the USA. So check out Superior Lights. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at NightHunters.com. Thank you to Mr. Jamie, Mr. Sam at Superior Lights for supporting and Universe podcast and making this podcast possible. So I ask all the listeners, if you could, please go over there and support Superior Lights. Use the exclusive discount code that is only available to Coonutton University podcast listeners, CHU Podcast. Superior. Step up to the max. Now, back to the show. I'll tell you something that amazed me. You know, Screen River Lipper was a big name dog. I mean, that dog's got 800 and something puppies. I mean, he was well known. Mr. Wimp didn't think too highly of Screen River Lipper. He liked Bard a whole lot more than he liked Screen River Lipper, and he would tell you that in a heartbeat. And he was honest about those dogs. You know how he said queen five? She's probably the sorriest queen that ever, you know, not the one that got run over. He said the one that got run over was nice. But
1: But best producer. Yeah. And then one of them, uh, she was uh, not a good mama. She was a good producer, but had to fight to raise puppies. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then he had one way back. Remember, he said was a choke mount, choke down tree dog, mm-hmm. like one, two or three or something like that. And uh, he changed his breeding program to get away from that. And then there RPMs, you know, he wanted the dog would go. And that's when he told us he went to Lipper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that might be a problem with some people is that they're not honest with themselves like Mr. Wimpy is. If you're not honest with yourself, how can you improve your breeding program, you know? mr wimp was honest and said okay look this is an issue i have this dog my dogs ain't going hunting i need to do something that's that's going to fix this you know instead of saying well i could because i'm guilty of it too you know I, mean, I don't have breeding program or nothing but i mean you make excuses for something but if you're really trying to better your line of dogs you have to be honest with yourself like mr wimp was i truly believe that i mean
2: well you, you got to be honest with yourself. I mean it- Every hunter needs to be honest with themselves. But here's the thing I say about that. How many hunters actually know to be honest with themselves? And, you know, there are some hunters that, that or some people say, well, hey, this is the best dog they've ever seen. Well, guess what? They ain't seen but three. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right. You know, I mean, you can only be as honest with yourself as, as, as knowledge. As, I don't know how to put this. But you can only be as honest as you know about. I mean, not. I, I think what, what you've experienced. It, it experienced. Yeah. I mean, you, you can only be as honest as what you've seen or, or been with. So, I mean, that, that's something that's, you know, a lot of people don't really realize is that hey, they don't know as much as they actually think. And, and that's not being negative. That's just they haven't had the experience. And, uh,
1: you know, it just is what it is. Tell you what impressed me too is House's chief. How many years ago was that? Mister Wimp had Coon hunted with him and bred females, and uh, went up there and hunted with him and uh, Joe House. To me, that was kind of impressive, also.
0: Yeah,
2: and it was cool to hear about all those dogs that Banjo too he hunted Two. with Banjo too. Yeah. I heard Lipper was extremely trashy. You know, just people saying I, that. Manning said it. Yeah, well, and well, I mean, you've got he a treat- of- What he, he you- treat.
0: But every time Guy Manning, I'll tell you something about what Mr. Guy said about Lipper, if you didn't notice. And he admitted, you know, he, he'd say this too. He said, you know, Lipper treed three coons, then won the hunt with 25 plus. The other dog never even opened their mouth. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive that dog goes over here and treats three coons. If another dog doesn't even treat anything, even if it does go over there and trash and leave, lose them all, yeah, it might have a problem with bigger hunts. But maybe it's just a bad – and I asked Mr. Tom about that. I actually went back and said, well, what about – he said, yeah. He said – and those were, those were bad nights, like Guy said. And he said, yeah, Lipper was – but Lipper was 11 months old
1: at that time, too. And you got to remember, if I'm correct, Guy said uh, he was going to buy Lipper. Everything was set, and Tom changed his mind. But uh, he was fixing to pay big bucks for a very young dog back a long time ago. So Guy saw something he liked.
0: Yeah, and, and Guy did say he liked. him, said Lipper was just a freak, you know what I mean? And I think you you would know this better than us, Mr. Eddie. But uh, people think about these dogs that win all this money. Or a dog like Lipper, and they think that that dog must be perfect, but there's no... No. You know what I'm saying, though? People get this perception of these dogs that they're perfect, and they do... I'm not saying they're not great 90% of the time.
1: The best i ever seen is still a dog, and a lot of them's at home, the best ones, because, you know, you draw out with these people, and... They'll tell you I should have brought so-and-so. Well, I can tell you about <laughs> me and a lot of people. If I show up at a hunt, I've borrowed or found or something the best I can go with, and that's pretty much the way I think a lot of people. They've they've got the best they can get their hands on, you know, but they're just all dogs. We have went with dogs. You might go Friday night and make six slick trees. Go Saturday night and tree seven coons. I mean, Somewhere between nature and dogs, and they're they're just dogs. Uh, some of them's more consistent. Some's more better. Uh, you know, some uh, suit you better. You know, uh, bottom line, they're all dogs. What Bobby say? He said, you know, it's kind of using Bobby's deal about a kid broke pony. Pretty yeah. much, there is no such thing because they have a mind of their own, and there is no dog that you can tell somebody what they're gonna do. You can tell them what they've done but you sure can't tell them what they're going to do.
0: Like Willie the other night, went 4-4, looked about as good as a dog can look. We might take him out at night, and he might tree four slick trees. I doubt he does, but I mean, you know, and I wouldn't think any less of the dog because you see what, and that's what makes you so mad because you know what they can do. You know, I mean, I've seen that that dog looked as good as anyone a dog could. I mean, he wasn't on the ground, but he was probably on the ground total for 30 minutes of that hole. At the most. I mean, uh, uh, and treat four cones, mm-hmm. and they look good. But I mean, you take him out, and he looked bad, but I mean, that's just, that's part of it. You know, I don't, I doubt he does, but mine's going to look bad regardless, you know, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, well, I think that's, that's what separates. And this is just me. I don't, I haven't been to big hunts. I have, I've been with some, with some winners around here, but I, I have, I I don't have any experience on a major level or anything like that. But just my old dumb thinking is what separates average from great is consistency. That, that's just my opinion. Whether I'm right or wrong, it's my opinion. It's, my, it's just the yeah. way it is. This year's is the key. So this is the last episode we talked about. We're going to
0: talk about Mr. Michael Moody. You know, Chance, you helped me conduct that interview. It was on the fly. We actually did it. I mean, I'm talking about we did it like
2: 7 o'clock that night. Yeah, it, it was uh, – got in one evening. It, it was when everything was going on. Well, it was the day the entries opened up for the uh, Jarvis Sumpfers Memorial Hunt. Now that it's – the name has been changed. The next
0: day they changed uh, the name that we – And I, will, I can say this. Chance actually – before we started that episode, Chance said, you know, I think it'd be cool if they changed that to the Jarvis for Memorial Hunt. I said, well, tell him. He said, man, I ain't going to do that. I ain't. But I will say that he did say that right before we started that interview. And he, he can lie to you and say he didn't, <laughs> but he did. I, I And I was like, you know, that is a good idea. Chance it really is. And the next day when I seen it, I was actually offshore. You know, I don't do nothing to work. I scrolling through Facebook <laughs> and, uh, I've sure, seen where they had. If anybody
2: hears <laughs> this,
0: we'll that out. But uh, you know, and and they uh, they know what I do. You got to use GID card log in computers anyway. <laughs> and I seen where they had changed to Jarvis Humphreys' memorial, and I said, like, "Oh, well, Chance must talk to him then." And I went looking, and I seen where somebody else that suggested but I'm glad that they did suggest it because I think that is really cool it's what awesome think about
1: that I think it's awesome you know that Michael changed the name to the Jarvis Hunters Memorial he was our legend and you know as we talked about earlier uh, when coon hunting was for trophies Jarvis said this sport can become so much more we can hunt for large cash awards we can hunt for trucks uh, we can build a family and I mean he didn't say that the first day by no means but as he went further and further With PCA, he did an excellent job. He thought of things that and put things together a long time before other people could do it. And then this is going to be the largest uh, coon hunt, the competition coon hunt in history, the largest PKC hunt in history. And you're going to have some pretty good hounds there and some real good hunting. And I'm satisfied, some real good judges. It ought to be a history making weekend. Uh, it's it's a blessing. Jarvis would be very proud of it. He absolutely would,
2: and uh, it's really good. It, there was just so many things that lined up to to change that name. Uh, it, the way I thought about it, and you know, m- me and Tyler discussed it before before we talked with Michael, and. um You know, Mr. Jarvis being from Mississippi, this is, you know, this is the place where it all started. And and having a hunt of this magnitude here and and Mr. Jarvis is passing just a day or two before, you know, this went on sale. It left the door wide open for something like, for a name change. Um, Everything lined up. And I tell you something else.
1: A lot of people were speculating about the first hunt. How long would it take to fill up? You know, different people had different opinions about how long would this hunt take to fill up? Well, it took minutes, the best I've understood, and then started a waiting list. So having two hunts uh, of this magnitude at one weekend and the total awards is going to be $467,000, uh, one weekend at a competition coon hunt.
0: I talked about this on that episode, but you talked to me that morning. Uh, we probably talked about 12, I think. And you said, uh, yeah, I talked to Michael at like nine And he said that they had sold out and you, He's Mr. Eddies told him that uh you gonna have to have two of them. He said, I ain't doing two of them. You said what time? About ten thirty, he had yep. done scheduled ten.
1: He was uh, <laughs> Michael went in a meeting and right before he went in that meeting, he said, Man, Ed, uh it filled up quick. I said, Well, you might as well be prepared. I'd say some phone calls are gonna come in about two. Oh, we're not doing two. Next thing I know, chance tells me, uh we're doing two. I had to call Michael back. He said, Yep, it's true. We're doing two. <laughs> and And, uh
0: good and shout out to the guys at crowville for stepping up and helping him out with that uh too i think that's awesome that shows teamwork and within coon hunt really does it's
2: and and not only those guys i I know um michael has alluded to brandon tony helping out with the the format several different times so you can't leave him out He, he he's even helped us here with our um youth hunt i i contacted him the other day and like i said on that episode if there's a way to get money out of people brandon's a go-to guy yeah. so I, <laughs> he's, got, he's got somebody <laughs> he's, <to meet> for <laughs> he's he's always got an idea so yes yeah, you know
0: shout out to pkc too you know the whole team over there for allowing this to even be put on you know i think that that's it's just a step in the right direction you know even though I, i'll never be able to afford to hunt one of these but it's still it's it's awesome to say to be able to tell your buddies that don't coon hunt say look man look they're hunting for this you know they'll say well you well no i ain't but you know somebody (laughs) is you know it's not me but i I think that it's just i think it's awesome it really is
1: and some more excitement to come uh when the calcutta starts we all know there's a calcutta that's going to be with this and uh we're expecting big things about that and uh It's going to be awesome because Michael is going to run a Calcutta that there's no telling what it'll go to. And Michael also is taking care of uh, the youth program and Wiggins, uh, Mississippi youth program. So we're looking for big things on that. And it'll allow people at home to uh, get involved. If they want to get involved with picking a dog and uh, picking a handler, I'd say there's going to be a lot of people tuned in to watch uh, the
0: Calcutta. Yeah, I think so too, and I I'm gonna bid a little bit, you know, till I get to a. I doubt. I think it's gonna go out of my price range. I have a feeling that. I know Michael said in that interview that he didn't expect the handlers of those dogs to buy their dog, but I think a few of them are gonna. I mean, they're at least gonna give it a good effort to. You know, I mean, I or somebody. I mean, I, I think I think they will. Or, or some people
2: will. I'll say this for sure. I don't expect myself to be buying anybody's dog.
0: <laughs> my budget might not be as low as you think, but I still don't think that I. I, I mean, you know, I don't think that I would buy. I don't think I'm going to buy a dog. You know? I'll
2: just go ahead and say my budget's low. I'm not buying a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and and then then dog hand, too, I, guess. I
1: talked to a, a buddy of ours that hadn't had a dog in two years. And uh, we was talking about the Calcutta, and he had done seen it and talked about this hunt and with authority. He told me, he said, Ed, I'm buying one of those dogs. I said, "Uh," well, I said, boy, that's good. I said, but I think there's going to be some serious bidding uh, take place. And he said, Ed, I'm going to buy one of them dogs. I said, good deal. Good luck. And I think he meant it.
2: Hmm. Well, I mean, hey. Well, uh, the aspect of of the way Michael came up with this, you got to applaud him for coming up with this. And it being for the Jarvis Humphreys Memorial Hunt, the forethought, the, the innovation, the innovation that, yeah. that's going to be there, uh, I, I truly believe it's going to get people sitting on the couch at home, really, really investing in in this, paying attention to it you know it's fantasy coon hunting uh, essentially you got fantasy football you got <laughs> horse racing it, it, this is this is what it is and how good a job did michael do explaining the hunt there
1: that was awesome yeah he did a a, a great job explaining the hunt backwoods heritage productions is going to be there and uh their plans is to be there from beginning to end and be on the final cast
0: but yeah applaud michael and everybody that just you know, you hate naming people because you're going to leave people out, but just to
2: everybody, I'll probably cut those. Jesse names. Lively, that yeah. that, crew, that over
0: there. crew. I mean, it's just so many people that have to be involved in a hunt like this. I mean, you can only imagine. I mean, it's, And Eddie. Hey, Eddie's number's up there. Mr. Eddie, <laughs> are you in landing counting the money for this hunt? Oh, uh, No. Uh-huh. we're like,
1: I'm, <laughs> are you sure I am positive, man, we laugh about it. We had a hunt up there at Michael's a pretty good high dollar entry fee. Well, we showed up, and uh, we had a little technical difficulty with a light and a table and me and Tyler and uh, Landon uh counted the money cash, big bucks, and the first time we come up, we were about four hundred short. We counted it again. we was about two hundred short, and then the third time we counted it, we was over so we told michael with a confession michael we've counted three times this is what we come up he said well don't count it no more
0: (laughs) and that was that was probably about a quarter or
2: an eighth of what this is gonna be oh lord yeah it kind of sounds like that y'all got the right numbers and whoever was pocketing some of it overcompensated at the end (laughs) Well, it was. I'm pretty- put it back. They figured out how to count.
1: <laughs> that wind was blowing no less than 20 mile an hour, and we was trying to take money, and somebody'd say, "Well, here's mine," and so and so's, and then after a while, they'd say, somebody'd say, "Well, I'm gonna pay mine," and so and so's, and hey, I don't want to make no excuses, but we learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And that was not Tyler Duncan, by the way. Tyler Wain.
1: <laughs> yeah. If, if you're wondering, and it was all right. I mean, everybody paid just like they should. It was the money counters that was struggling.
0: And Mississippi's, you know, public school education hadn't been noted to be the best in the world. So I mean, let's let's just okay.
1: We're gonna let the PKC office handle this money.
0: Yeah, I bet so. Yeah, you'd have to, but you might have to hire a banker just to handle the money on this one. Four hundred and I can't even say that. Four hundred sixty seven thousand dollars. I mean that's man, that is that is
1: Well and what is that five thousand is a cast winner, so you pay four thousand entry, and then the cast winner gets $5,000, first place a hundred thousand, second thirty four, uh twenty four, then fifteen, and should they split in one of these events it'd be over forty three thousand for a split.
0: And, and I mean, let's let's talk let's think about it like this. You got a four thousand dollar entry here. Okay, okay. you can enter this hunt. If you have a dog that's, let's, let's, let's go to UKC for a second. If you qualify for the Tournament of Champions, okay, how much money are you going to have tied up in at least five hunts, right? At least five, your gas money, all of that. I mean, you're not going to be too far off. From where this is, then you have your gas money going to where you're going. You got your hotel going to stay at your regionals, and you got your hotel going to stay at your tournament of champions. I'm not picking on UKC; that is a great hunt. That you know, that's the kind of hunt that I can afford where you pay monthly installments almost on it. You don't have to pay four grand <laughs> up front. But I'm just saying, if people consider it like that and you break it down, four thousand really doesn't sound like that much when you you have the opportunity. When five thousand back, if you want to cast, I mean, I know it's a lot easier said than done. Us sitting here, these are going to be high caliber dogs, but if people would think about it like that, I don't know if y'all have ever thought about it like I just said, you know, the tournament champions was the big money hunt before this. Mm-hmm. And I know it pays a lot more places, but I mean, still, it, if you think about it like that, it's really not that much money. Wouldn't you say chance? I mean, uh, it's still a lot of money, but you just have to weigh it out,
2: you know? Well, okay. What's us super stakes.
0: Exactly. I mean, you got, what, $100 night, which is your free
2: night. I did that out. You know, (coughs) I I mean.
0: But, I mean, it's true, though. But people rag on having a $4,000 hunt. (coughs) But, I mean,
2: it's true. Well, this is what I've learned about coon hunting. Get in where you fit in. Yeah. If you want to pay $4,000 to go to a hunt, the way I look at it, this format, if I had the money, well, if I had the money and the dog and this format's excellent. Win a cast, you get your money back plus a thousand. You know, I, I've talked with different guys and 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 talked with different people. Look, this sport is wide open. There's places for people to start dolls, there's places for people to finish dolls, there's places to people to haul dogs to hunt. <laughs> um, you know, I know what my place is. I think I know what my place is. I, I, now whether I'm doing a good job at my place, I know I, that that's left up to debate, but I I don't – will one day this be something that I might be able to do? Maybe. I don't know. Is, is this for everybody? No, but for about 150 people, it looks like it was for them. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what I like, too, is uh, as we talk about this hunt as a first, and who would have ever thought of 467,000 in one weekend at a coon hunt, and it totes the name of Jarvis Umpers, who would have ever thought that uh, we went from trophies to big awards, cash awards, to pick up trucks and stuff like that. And uh it's a fitting name in memory of a man that had a a vision of where this sport could go and a vision of what family could come out of this sport. You know, uh I think about a good friend of mine that uh knew a lot of coon hunters, still does, and his daughter had uh got ready to go on a, a trip before she started college, her and three other uh, girls And he said, baby, he said, you tell me where you're going, what draw out on the map, all the highways you're going to take and where y'all going. And she said, OK. So she draws him out a map, brings it in. And uh, within about an hour on every spot on that uh, map that she put a dot, he had a friend and a name right there. And he said, sweetheart, if you have any trouble, said you call this number right here. It's a friend. I've met at a coon hunt. So this family thing Jarvis built it is the real deal. That, that's awesome. It
0: really, it really is. I'm gonna play. I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. Do you feel like hunts like this, not in a bad way? I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Do you feel like hunts like this and these other big pro classics take away from the world hunt? Take away from the uh, super stakes. Do you feel? Do you feel that? Do y'all? Now, being honest, now I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I feel that way, but I've heard that discussion. I've heard that said, you well, know, and I'm just wondering what y'all think.
1: Well, in my opinion, uh, if you're not growing, uh, bad news. And I believe instead of taking away, I'm going to use the words add to. I think this adds to our sport in a big way, and there's pretty much a hunt, in my opinion. You know, everybody gets an opinion. There's thirty dollar hunts, there's fifty dollar hunts, there's two fifty dollar two hundred and fifty dollar hunts, thousand dollar hunts. And hey, uh I say welcome all clubs, all hunters, and if they want to go up on the entry fees and pay more money one day, I I don't I ain't got no problem with it myself. I'm what? all about let everybody uh that wants to play play.
2: I see what you're saying Tyler and I agree with mr. Eddie if you're if you're stagnant, you're not doing nothing. so you got to constantly be improving and, and thinking about ways to improve. Uh, the entry fees, you know, there's just like I said before, there's a place for everybody. Uh, you might not like this you might you you might think it's the most terrible thing ever. Oh well, like I said, there's about 150 people that that say hey, this is for me. And I know it's, I know it's, uh, I know it's actually 128 that actually got an interest, but I'm pretty sure there's, there's probably 30 more on a waiting list. Yep. Um, does this take away from a world hunt? Well, guess what? You're going to win a hundred thousand dollars in this hunt, but guess what? It ain't am going to go in front of your name, world right. champion.
0: And I still, I still feel the prestige is there for the PKC and the UKC world hunt winners, the prestige of winning a world hunt. I mean, that's a tough challenge. You know, this, you show up to a hunt, you draw out 64 dogs. I mean, the world hunt, you're hunting all week, you know. Well, maybe, best I have endurance almost, you know.
1: Best I can uh, tell, the like this hunt right here, you win three casts, and you've won 100,000. At the nationals, you've got to win five cast and you're the national champion. At the world championship, best of my knowledge, you got to win six cast, And if anybody uh, – it's hard to win a cast. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean,
0: so it's pretty tough. All of them. I think the prestige is still there though. I I do. do. I mean, I, I still think that there's something about a world champion title. I mean, you, you know, that's, uh, no matter what registry it is of any of them, but,
2: but but I do, I do understand people saying, you know, there's that it might take away. I, I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I I understand their their idea of it. I don't look at it that that way. I, I look at it as a positive. I look at the growth. I don't look at it saying, Well, this is this is negative, it's taken away from this or it's taken away from that. No, it's 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 growing the sport. And,
1: and I'll tell you something else, just a thought. When I was a boy, <clears throat> uh my generation, we always dreamed about winning a world championship. Well, times has changed, people's changed, maybe this next generation. Their dream would be to win a $100,000 hunt. I mean, you know, that very well could be.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you're right. You never know. And who knows, they might up the purse of the world hunt. You know, you never know. I mean, I don't think it's all about the money, though. No. I mean, I, I think, especially the world hunt, I don't think that's about the money. You know, I mean, it is. But like you said, when you won the world hunt, it was never even... About no. the money. Joe Man- Mr. Joe Manning said it. You know, it was never about the money. He told me that. He didn't say that on the podcast, but he did say that off
2: the record. No. Yep. So we- we'll shift gears here a little bit. Well, it, uh, I wouldn't say shift gears. Let's let's talk about that, Calcutta. Um, that's that's innovative, super innovative. It's going to get more people into it. But one of the things that uh, Michael came up with to do is a percentage go to the youth fund. And um, how that's relevant to us is we have a the Mississippi State Youth Championship down here in Wiggins every year, and we have a fun day. And part of the the Calcutta money is going to come to us so that we can cover the entry fees for the Saturday night hunt that we're putting on.
0: Yeah, and so, and we're going to talk about that now. We're going to talk about how that is going to help our sport moving forward. You know, so maybe that could be something for the people to get behind that don't like the $4,000 entry hunts is to, to see what's coming out of this, right? Sure. To see what we're doing to grow the sport. I mean, and now the two prizes that we're going to talk about, they, they don't have anything to do with that, but they do have something to do with people, local individuals that hunt around and that you've heard on this podcast, Mr. Ricky Bayham uh, is one of them so you know and we're talking about how how that money is going to go into into use and we'll talk about the state hunt i'm gonna let mr eddie tell y'all you know what all we have planned this year for the 20 mississippi state pkc youth hunt
1: well as people can tell we all get excited down here in wiggins when we uh start talking about our youth program and stuff like that and good lord willing this will be our ninth year for a youth fund day and a uh PKC Youth Hunt will be right there at the Wiggins Fairgrounds again. So if anybody's listening, please mark your calendar. March the 5th is the big day when all this starts. We have uh, been blessed with so many great sponsors that's uh, been able to help us provide and promote youngsters in our sport. Uh, So many of our team members are from so many states. So many different people has helped us uh, this year and every year. This year, it's going to be a great day for us. Our Everything at the event is free. Our uh, activities, our day activities, uh, our food, our entry into the uh, PKC Mississippi State Youth Championship is all free. We're going to have the guest speakers. uh, We're going to... Uh, have the Mississippi Department Wildlife, Game, and Fisheries Department. will be there talking about uh, gun safety and water safety and uh, what's going on in the state of Mississippi. We will share the gospel with the young children. We'll talk about God. We'll talk about Jesus's love for us and the salvation he offers. Uh we try to cover it all. Uh we want to have a fun day with the kids. This event is for and about kids. Uh so we enjoy it. Chance is sitting here. He's gonna be our hunt director and uh he's one of the stay busy persons on our team. We have so many people on our team that stay busy.
2: Go ahead, Chance. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And as Mr. Eddie spoke about, we we've had a lot of people step up this year. And, um, first off, I want to thank Michael and that crew for coming up with the Calcutta idea and, um, allowing us to be able to cover the entry fees for the Saturday night hunt. That was important to us. We think it's going to help out a lot. That's we're glad that we're able to do it for the children. And not only him, we've, we've had other people come on board. Um, some people I was actually on a podcast with, with Tyler, uh, Mr. Ricky Bayham donated a free shoulder mount that's going to be given away. Um, we actually added it with a hunt from uh, Two Brothers Whitetail that Mr. Uh, Brandon Bollinger donated. Those two guys stepped up in a big way. And whenever a kid enters the night hunt, Saturday night, their name's going to go in a raffle for two different drawings. Uh, the first drawing is a Sitka deer hunt at Two Brothers Whitetails in La Ronge, Louisiana. And along with that hunt, Mr. Ricky Bayham donated a shoulder mount for whatever the youngster gets. Uh, he'll be able to run it right down the road and, and have it mounted. Mr. Brandon also bought a Tika T3, 6'5 Creedmoor with a uh, Hawk 3x9x40 scope. That will be the other prize. So whenever a kid enters the night hunt, Saturday night, their name's going to go in a, in a raffle, and they have a chance to win either prize, the, the Sitka Hunt with the Fremont or the Tika 6.5 Creedmoor. And uh, what I wanted to,
1: we want to also say is uh, there's no previous earnings required to be in this hunt. You never got to have any prior earnings. It doesn't matter what state you're from. The requirements is Uh, You'll either hunt in the preteen or the teens. Preteen is ages 12 and under. Teens will be 13 to 17. These will be split the first round. To the best of our ability, we will get those split. And then in the second round, uh, they will, however the top four dogs shake out, uh, the youngsters will have to hunt as one group, no matter your age. But be important to know this. That uh, the youngsters will be PKC members and still in school. And also on the preteen, youth hunters and preteen category must have a parent or guardian accompanying them when competing in this hunt. That is for safety reasons.
2: Yeah, safety for the dog, safety for the children. And it, that, that's our priorities.
0: And, and something else, uh, all cast winners receive $100 and are qualified for the PKC Youth World Hunt. Right. Absolutely. Each youngster
1: reaching the final four of the championship will receive a new dog box, $100 qualification, uh, $100 plus qualification to the PKC Youth World Championship, a $50 gift certificate, a new dog leash, a new squalor, a new T-shirt. So that's just uh, if you get in the final four. But if you win the state championship, along with all those prizes – you have qualification for the PKC National Championship. You receive another $250 from PKC and you receive a new jacket along with those prizes. So we feel like, with uh, all our sponsors' help, our team's help, and everything, we have a pretty good package for the youngsters.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the day events starting
1: at 9 a.m., right? The day events start at nine o'clock. In the morning, we'll probably kick off with the events about day. Uh, but just like our uh, squalling contest, uh, we're going to have a kitty section where every one of those kitties that uh, squalls, they will get a, a certificate and a gift bag, and everybody that enters the squalling contest gets a new squaller. If you enter our squalling contest, you get a new squaller. And then we'll have the two age groups, uh, the little ones uh, – and then the, the bigger ones. And uh, so on our squalling contest, we do have the kitties, and then uh, they will be all be big winners. Then we have a 7- to 12-year-old, and then we have a 13- to 17-year-old. But each one of the winners in each category gets that $25 gift certificate, a coon squalor, a leash, and a T-shirt. And then we move right on to the bench show, once again, all kitties. Uh, we'll get a certificate in a gift bag. And Mr. Chance Parker, he makes, uh, our benches. We have folding benches. So the best male and best female in show will earn two real nice, uh, show benches, uh, a nice new jacket, dog leash, and t-shirts. And then our tree and contest winner will win a new cornerstone dog box, a leash, t-shirts. Our drag race champion winner will receive a new cornerstone dog box, a leash, and t-shirts so the day activities are pretty big and of course we have drawings throughout the day we get the kids name and we put it in a box and we'll draw for different prizes and like i said it may be hula hoops it may be dog leashes there's just no telling what it'll be
0: and every kid's getting a grab bag right absolutely we have
1: uh we have several boxes of bibles we have several boxes of uh gospel tracks uh we have crosses we have bouncy balls we uh we pretty well for all age groups that walks up there to the table
2: they are good to go but the squallers, we give the squallers out and we wait till the end of the day to get them the (laughs) reeds pretty good you you get a
0: you get a free k university sticker too if you come if you come up here i'll be giving them out to uh everybody
1: and once again the food is free all day long all the events are free from beginning to end so uh come hungry come thirsty come wanting to play because we want to have fun we want to promote and provide for kids and everybody on the team it's kids day it's for and about
2: the kids that's our goal and and even if you if you don't coon hunt or or it's something that you thought about doing or or wanted to see if your kid would like it or enjoy it come you can reach out to one of us we'll do everything we can to help you to show yourself and the kids and and everybody what's going on and how things take place and um you know it's for the youth but it, it it's not limited to the youth uh, we get just as much enjoyment out of it as they do. Absolutely, but like our
1: like our bench show, uh, Miss Tracy Brown from uh, over there in Wilmer, Wilmer, Alabama. Alabama she's one of our judges. Uh, Mister Benji Morgan from Louisiana. He's one of our judges. So we have so many states that help us. Uh, and then when it gets to be about uh, the all the day events end, uh, the Mississippi State Youth Championship has a six p.m. deadline and it has no prior earnings required is open to all age eligible keyword age eligible full time students from any state so we got to make sure that the kid is in school age eligible and a uh, member of PKC to ready to go and once again i we can't overstate it a lot of times we get questions but the answer is this hunt is for youngsters. This hunt is about youngsters. And even our night hunt, Chance is our hunt director, and he'll explain this uh, to the parents and the youngsters when they get there, but we won't explain it today on this podcast. Uh, in this event, and youth events, when they handle the dog, they enter the hunt as the handler. They are responsible for striking and treeing that dog. They are the handler. The youngsters are. The parent, they are the spectator. If they choose to go, they are the spectator. Uh, they can help catch a dog, handle a dog, tie a dog at a tree, time out. They can help catch a dog like that. And for the safety of the child. At any time they have a concern for safety, step up. But when it comes to striking, treeing, voting, scoring, it's all on the youngster. The parent has nothing to do with it. And I'd say Chance has got something to say about that. And also, uh, the night of the event, it will be made known again also. All our sponsors, all the people that give their time and effort, they want this hunt to be for youngsters. And we do, too.
2: That's hard to follow up, Ed.
0: (laughs) So, I, I guess I can follow up with a question. To you, too. I'm going to not,
1: not, no, no. let the answer come from the hunt director.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I That's was going to say, I was going to add to what you said. I forgot. Uh, and the the hunt, now the rifle, of course, it's got to be in the parent's name. But the deer hunt, Mr. Bollinger did say that it's for the youth.
2: It's 100% for wins. the kid. You know that. And the mount. And the mount for the is for the kid that let wins that be known, you know. It. And the gun is... Well, I don't know if we well, can. Say.
0: It's, I wouldn't. It's got to be in the parents' name, so I would just. But you know,
2: I mean, it's going yeah, to. Yeah. That's a little different because. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with walls be, and junk yeah. like that, yeah. I mean, yeah, but
0: they can all they can have the gun, but they just it's got to be in the parents' name. Yeah, That's exactly. True. But exactly.
2: the hunt is for the kid, one hundred percent for the kid. And it's, I think
0: he said the parents can go with them now. Sure. I think yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you you can't expect a five year old <laughs> to show up over there. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll just leave it at that. That it has to be for the kid,
0: you know. Hey.
1: Just for some references to be studying, I would say uh, a parent would uh, help their youngsters by going to the ProHound.com and going to the youth program and – uh Looking over that a good bit, looking over the ages and stuff like that. And of course, go to the PKC rules and help that youngster be prepared. The hunt is March the 5th. uh Learn what that dog sounds like. Learn his voice and uh take some time and be prepared. Like I said, Chance is our hunt director. And uh what else you want to say, Chance, sir?
2: Well, I mean, like we said, this, this youth is, this hunt, is for the youth, one hundred percent for the youth, and that's that's who we expect to participate in it. We know that parents are going to go out on cast with the with the youth, and the way we like to do it is we like to have the youth in front of it, in front of the judge, judge in the middle, and the and the parents behind them. We don't want the parents or or any adult tipping the youth off to hey, you need to strike your dog now. Hey, you need to tree your dog now. That, that, this isn't what it's for. We, um, our sponsors expect for us to be as fair to the youth as we can, and that's what our goal is through this night hunt, is to be as fair as we can to the youth and for the youth to, to be making these decisions and making these calls right or wrong. It's, it's, it's their call to make.
0: So how do you look at it, Mr. Eddie, when you're judging a youth cast, do you look at it the exact same way as if you're judging pro hunt? Well, in my opinion, I know yes. the rules are different because it's open event, but I mean, still, yeah, uh,
1: I, I think you have to judge it by the rules. I'd say any time you vary from the rules, uh, that's your, uh, that would be my first mistake is to vary from the rules because it doesn't say anything about age or anything. Now, before the hunt, you may want to have a different, uh, talk with the youngsters about striking their dog and identifying their dog. But once the hunt starts, uh, you got, in my opinion you got to go by the rules. If you vary from the rules, uh, that's when trouble starts. Now, when the hunt's over, uh, a lot enough time to, to talk to each one of those youngsters that may have a question, you know, and uh, do your best to explain it to them. But we got to use the rules. Uh, there's no way around it. And I think, here's something else I think. Some of the youngsters are not ready for the night hunt. Bottom line, they're not ready. We want those youngsters to come and watch and get involved in our sport. Go on the cast. Go on the cast and watch somebody strike and tree a dog and get their feet wet in our sport. But uh, the parent or guardian, they've got a pretty good idea if their youngster can identify that dog to strike it. And tree it. Uh, older people, we always learn something about the rules. If you ever stop learning, uh, you're in trouble. And if you think you know them all, you're really in trouble. That's just my opinion. So, they hadn't got to be an expert on the rules. But uh, the bottom line, they need to be able to identify their dog and be able to strike it and tree it and uh, stuff like that. And then a fall in place. But uh, the judges that we get are all volunteers. They come and help us They do the best they can. Uh, They know they're judging kids, but they know they got to use the rules. But they're not pulling far or against any of those youngsters. And uh, what I've seen in my years is if there's a question or a problem, it doesn't come from the youngsters. It may come from a parent that may have been back at the clubhouse or in the truck. So, uh that's just a bridge that uh if we have to cross it that's why we got chance being hunt director
2: well and i agree with mr eddie you we have a set of rules here and that's what we need to go by because this is for the youth this is to help the youth they're getting experience so let's say we're a little lax on the rules let's say hey he struck the wrong dog. We can tell it, or he treated he or she treated at the wrong time. Well, we'll just let that slide. Well, guess what? They're gonna to go to a bigger hunt one day. They ain't gonna let it slide. Now, whose fault is that gonna be? They're gonna go back to us, yeah. and we want a good foundation for these kids to carry this on. And they're not gonna get it by being by you be taking it easy on them and say oh you're just a kid you know it happens well i mean you you've got to you've got to understand you're 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 dealing with a youngster you're dealing with a kid and they may not know everything but it's a good time to teach them you don't have to be rude to them and after the hunt's over with hey it's a good time to tell them hey this is what this is why i did what i did
0: hey y'all tyler here from Coonutton university I want to talk to you a little bit about extreme dog fuel and what sets them apart. Superior nutrition at the lowest price possible. So they've been told the amount of vitamins and minerals they use in their feeds overkill and that they could reduce cost by incorporating less expensive ingredients in their formula. But they believe the right mix of important ingredients makes a huge difference in your hound's skin, coat, performance, durability, health, and longevity. They promise they'll never change their product To lower the price or to compete with cheap commodity dog foods. All their ingredients are taken from the South Central United States. So go check them out and you can find out more about Extreme Dog Fuel at extremedogfuel.com and find a retailer near you today. Extreme Dog Fuel, feed it for life.
2: This is why, um, you know, this is why what happened took place. It's an excellent learning experience for the kids. Um, we don't want any kids mad. Okay, I'd rather have grown folks mad at me than than a kid. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it, it's that's part of it, and you know, the parents you know you would hope that the parents would take some time and spend with them and you know help them with the rules and set up some practice casts with buddies and 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 prepare. do all well, prepare them and um you know it's practice you don't send your kid out there on the ball field and he ain't never swung the bat you know they got to practice and
1: that's just part of it And, you know, if we got time, uh, I'd I'd like to read a few, and I'll pass it on to uh, our buddies here. But like the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Youth Initiative Program. They have been awesome to us. Uh, like I said earlier, Mr. Steve Parham comes down, and he talks safety with these kids, education with these kids. They do a great job, and that youth program helps us and sponsors us. Uh, the Jarvis Humper's uh, Memorial event is going to help us so much. Success Hunting Supply, Perina Dog Food, the Two Brothers Whitetail Deer Farms,
2: <laughs> uh, Mr. Ricky Bayham and his taxidermist service. I- 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 ta- go ahead, Icky uh, I- Tosca.
0: Icky Tosca, okay. taxidermist <laughs> in the Lodge, Louisiana. Take off from there. Take off. Are you- from is- there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Go ahead with the rest <laughs> of or, or I'll take it. I'll uh, take
0: it. We got we- Fat Boys Game Calls, Coon Hunters Univ. Coon. Co- you. superior light <laughs> coon hunters university
1: Tyler he doesn't want to accept coon, coon hunting. hunting university he doesn't <laughs> want to accept uh any uh congratulations and thank you but on all his podcasts if you'll notice Tyler has mentioned uh this event on uh, him and superior lights have uh got us some money raised on uh what they've done for us with a superior light and Tyler's been selling them and uh that has been awesome. So Tyler, yes, you're on the list. You and Mister Sam.
0: Well, that's thankful to have them. They're a great, great light company. We all three use them. Used them before in University. So.
1: Absolutely. Oh. I have uh, Mister Sam and Basil back in uh, '85 when Basil started with Bandit Lights. Him and uh, Mister Sam have been close friends uh, for many years, and I mean, top of the line
0: for sure. You got Cornerstone Dog Boxes, Payroll Water, Dr- Water Well Drilling over in Lumberton, Mississippi, Joy Dog Food, American Cooner Magazine, Mr. Michael Moody, P.S. Alps Coon Squallers, Mr. David Morgan down there in Texas. You got Mr. Billy Dwyer donated a Walk With Wick Volume 1 to be to do something we're going to do something with it we don't know as of right now what we're going to do with it <laughs> yeah we are gonna, going to do something we're right going right to talk about year. that a little yeah, more we have to uh, discuss that a little bit so. and
1: that has been assigned to tyler and chance as a team they're our deciding of how we're going to raise money with that book so we have two qualified people on that job
2: and i reached out to brendan so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get money out of somebody so we got
0: bayou legacy game calls Perfectly imperfect designs by Michelle and the Professional Kennel Club. But
1: our sponsors have been so good to us, each one of them, and uh, we just thank them so much because this hunt couldn't be possible without all those people. And then our team right here on the ground—they
2: uh, are so good to us. Well, I mean, we got people that—that um, uh, you look at Hunter Ladner and his dad's always there to help us, and and Mister. Mike Hatton and uh, all the people that come out to help us. And, and, well, I mean, nobody's going to do this, so I'm going to have to do it. Mr. Eddie, he's been the driving force behind all this. He's the one that's got all these people to come together like they have. And uh, I don't think anybody else could have done it the way you have. And um, I know there's not a lot of youth out there that's going to say they appreciate it, but I appreciate that while you've done for the youth. Well, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there. That do the I'm same.
1: just blessed to be part of this team. Uh, this team is, uh, it ranges so many people from so many states. And uh, as I got to put a word in from Mr. Mike, and uh, uh, there's a heck of a hamburger cooker and a hot dog cooker going to be there too.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you something about coon hunting in general that I've learned is if Tyler Duncan calls, they don't pay attention. But if Tyler Duncan calls and says, "Mister Eddie Simmons, sit him," <laughs> hey, buddy, they' listening. Then you hear me? I'm dead serious. You think I'm I'm not joking about that one bit? Y'all two, y'all two no. in general, don't know how much of an impact y'all've had. Not on I mean, I know the youth, but you know me on a personal level, just on this podcast, you two. I mean, really, and I can't thank y'all enough for what y'all've done the past nine years, right?
2: Yeah, we've, I mean, we've been involved. Oh, no, I hadn't been involved in <laughs> years. Probably but was
1: now, there. but I'll be honest that that's that's way too much for me because it, it is uh friends. The the friends I've been blessed to make in this sport is what I any way I can help out is is when Jarvis Humper's built this thing and he introduced me to the uh, PKC family. Telling you, you call on the PKC family, and uh, they'll answer. And I, that goes all the way from the any state you want to be in. Uh, you call on the PKC family. They'll, they'll be there.
0: So uh, one thing, we still have the raffle ongoing going for the Superior. Oh, life. yeah. So, you know, hit me up on Facebook or whatever. Uh, we're accepting PayPal on that. You know, sold some tickets, looking to sell some more. It's all for the youth. Every bit of it goes to the youth. None of it's, you know, Superior did great on that. Appreciate them. But uh, be sure to reach out. and Be looking for that Walk with Wick Volume One, and it might be something done with by the time this is released. You know, we're, we're gonna
2: get uh, together on it. yeah, I foresee that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get together. But uh, I think whatever happens, that they'll enjoy. It. That was very very nice, Mr. Billy, to do that. It really was.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we kind of got Tyler and Chance They're our committee, two man committee. Uh, Billy, <laughs> yeah. Billy, give us that great book to. Uh, and i'd be lying i don't know anything about facebook or the internet but i suspect this uh, team is going to do something with that and sell this book so like uh (laughs) it's an awesome book Uh, i mean anybody that knows john wick remembers john wick i've had the opportunity to sit and talk with him i've had the opportunity to be in the woods with him top of the line very dog knowledgeable man
2: isn't there a picture of yours in there
1: yeah yeah old bandit uh I'll, I'll go ahead and put that smile on my face y'all know <laughs> y'all y'all heard me say the word bandit and basil could tell before but uh yeah there's a picture of old bandit in there uh in that book too but
2: uh, where was it taking it
1: right over there uh, in ocean springs right above the community center me and basil was hunting in there one night and john he <laughs> called and said he needed a picture of bandit and hey it became a priority we was we was pretty much on the move to get him a picture but uh, that walk was big Wick book Uh, I'm telling you it's impressive and I'm sure it's helped a lot of people in the dog training and reading his article every month in American Cooner I know it's helped me and uh, I was glad I got to hunt with John because he is the real deal he is he is the real deal I've seen him in competition and he was uh, John Wick the real deal
0: that's awesome Well, I'm good. Y'all got anything else y'all'd like to add?
1: No, I believe I'm good. Except if anybody wants to come and be a part, they uh, uh, I don't know any other way to say it, but uh, you can take injuries, you can clean tables, you can empty garbage cans, you can serve kids. There's a place for you at our hunt. And uh, we welcome you. If you'd like to help us in any way, just let us know.
2: Oh, that's that's one thing good about this group. Before I, I came on board, the invite was was just like that you know if you want to come and help or you want to come and watch we're, we welcome you and when i started out i came up there and, and and watched and and uh was crazy enough to raise my hand and now i'm i'm hunt director yes you know they they are good about giving you something to do so <laughs> just beware
0: oh yeah i noticed that me I, I start. <laughs> hey and Mr. Eddie's going to be the special guest speaker, and he's going to be speaking to everybody at the event. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I probably will say something, but, yeah, Tyler, he uh, he volunteered to help us any way he could. And the next thing you know, he's running podcasts, and him and Superior Lights has got us some raffle tickets and kind of reminds me of the old saying, hey, you start out pushing, and the next thing you know you're driving. Well, we got a lot of drivers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and all you got to do is raise your hand. I promise you, we yeah. will find something for you. <laughs> I didn't. I never thought that I'd be
0: designing the logo for the, for the thing on. I'll tell you, i never in a million years thought that I'd be doing that, and ended up doing it. And and it, looks never, it looks really Man, good. It
2: really good. You did a fine job. We ordered. Did uh, job. We ordered what? Did we ordered three hundred of
1: those.
0: Yeah, we got to get them more. I got to get the card number and everything. We're gonna order three hundred of them. We're
1: gonna order three hundred stickers uh, for our youth hunt. And that's once again, every youngster that signs up gets a, a sticker that's. Uh, promoting our hunt and their day, their fun day no, don't. <laughs> hey, and night
0: th- on. And that logo is going to be on the back <laughs> of those shirts. That's one thing. I never thought that I'd be doing that, you know. And well, I hope awesome.
1: he'll put – Tyler, go ahead uh, on your – and you know I don't know nothing about computers, but put one on your uh, deal there and show them what they're going to look like uh, next week when they pull it up. They can look at it because it is an awesome job.
0: Well, we'll put one on Facebook. That's I, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. We'll put one on – put that picture on Facebook. And y'all can go on there and look. But – uh
1: look here i guess y'all figured it out by now we're kind of excited about this hunt uh we may not be the best speakers in the world but hey we got a good story to tell and we're fixing to have a youth fun day and pkc night hunt here for the kids
2: i can definitely say i'm not gonna rival mr guy and speak <laughs> no,
0: I I i've been hoarse look and one reason we had to record this to be honest with everybody I don't have any interviews recorded because I lost my voice and couldn't do it. I sound like it's the hub. I can see And they were making fun of me. so. Uh, Not much. I, I, Not thought much. Mr. Eddie, I thought Mr. Eddie was saying, going ahead and put it up on the computer screen right now. for <laughs> no, <laughs> no, to no, see. No, 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 we're no. sitting there, we're looking. I got a TV up here and I got everything pulled up on. I thought that were was saying, I was like, I was about to say, Mr. Eddie, they can't see that. You know that, right? <laughs> but, but all right, so we're going ahead and sign off. I got to go hunting. And I know that y'all are going to watch the National Championship, I huh? old tide. I might I might have to cut that out, depending on how to not go. <laughs> uh man, I really enjoyed. I really did. And I had a great time. We're excited about this hunt. And uh anybody that has any questions, you know, you can message me on Facebook or or you can find Mr. Eddie and Chance's numbers on the flyers. You know, anybody that has any questions, reach out to those any of us and I'll put you in contact with those two or you can contact them directly. And I think that it's really going to be something special. I've never been to one. I was at work last year for it, so I didn't have the opportunity to go. And I'm going to have the opportunity to go this year, and we're going to be set
2: up. We're going to be interviewing the kids. And Well, and, and just <laughs> something that just popped in my head. You look within a, a two-month time frame what's going on in Mississippi with the coon hunting. Sure.
0: I thought that too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's
2: crazy. It really is. And uh, before we do that, actually, a three-month, okay. January will be truck hunt. February for some memorial and the winter classic and you got yeah. It. yeah and then um this then this uh for sure parents take the
1: time open that blue book up and help those youngsters read and learn those rules and take them coon hunting and help them learn how to identify that dog and uh, uh it's kind of like bobby Burden. we talked about him he says a lot of times you get out of something what you put in it so uh help that youngster get prepared to come down here and hunt in the uh mississippi state youth championship
2: that's some great advice you got anything else uh, i think i'm about done my teeth kind of sore i just got out of the dentist so i'm done yeah <laughs> well, my voice still ain't really made it back and it would probably go out tonight when i
0: start hollering at that tree and slit tree and walker again probably lose <laughs> my voice again tonight so all right well this is us signing off and until next time y'all have a wonderful day I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as i did if you like what you heard here go on over to facebook give us a like at coon hunting you also go to apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review it really helps us out and remember if you need a new hunting light do not overlook superior they make an awesome light best customer service in the business man they're walking light and double red is the brightest i've ever seen Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coonhunt University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.